Hey guys, welcome to The Power Move with Miranda Cassidy. So I just wanted to start off with this podcast with sort of explaining why I got into it. So after getting really involved with listening to other podcasts and motivational audiobooks, I sort of knew that this type of media was a great way to reach multiple types of people, all kinds of different types of people. And so I'm going to start off my very first, po- very first podcast with some background information on me, and then I move into my very first topic, which is the Trump wall. So let's jump into who I am. So I'm an economics and psychology major at Southern Methodist University, which is in Dallas. I'm originally from the Northeast, but I moved to Texas during high school. So I've always had an infatuation with the political process ever since I was a little kid. I used to sit around the dinner table listening to my dad and my grandpa, you know, talk about politics, fight over the news. I just really enjoyed listening and taking in But it got to the point where I was just sort of done just listening and wanted to engage more and contribute a little bit more to the conversation. Um, I was ready to sort of form my own opinions and see what they they thought of them. That sparked the internal fire I had for politics and government and what it meant to have a passion for a topic. And so, funny story, I actually decided in middle school I wanted to be a lawyer. That lasted a very long time until I realized how much reading it took um, to actually become a lawyer. But on a serious note, um, I wanted to continue my education in a way that would allow me to use in the real world. I wanted to know things about policy, the powers of Congress, how economics plays a role in all of our lives. And this passion and desire to seek out this continuous information led me to what I'm doing today this podcast. So enough about me and now on to some things that you guys actually want to hear about. So today I want to give you guys some background on Trump's immigration wall and what it might look like in the future, including the current arguments that are happening on Congress's floor. I want to work a little backwards here because I think some of the most entertaining parts of this whole wall debate is the reactions and responses from senators. So specifically, let's look at Rand Paul's comment from the other day. I cannot vote to give the president the power to spend money that hasn't been appropriated by Congress. Now, I I think that's a logical statement. I think that makes sense. Um, But I think the best part of this is Trump's response to it, saying that if the bill will not let him call a national emergency to get the, the money that he wants for the wall, then he is just going to veto it. Now, Ron Paul is saying that he doesn't want to give the president too much power and overstep his boundaries by not letting him spend money that wasn't given to him by Congress. But his exact response, Trump's exact response was saying, no, I'm going to overreach this and I'm going to use the highest power that I possibly have, which is to veto it. So let's break this down. Some Republican senators are coming out and saying that they are in support of not letting Trump do this, but Trump wants to overstep and get his money by pretty much any means possible, even if it means not obtaining and maintaining the checks and balances that are put on the executive branch. Now, Ron Paul or Rand Paul is not the only one coming out and saying this. There are a bunch of senators pretty much, you know, tiptoeing around the exact same idea. But let's think of the situation as if we were five-year-olds, let's say. When your parents told you that you couldn't have that extra cookie before dinner, you, what, stormed off, threw a tantrum, messed up your room, yelled, slammed a door, whined and cried, basically, right? Well, I think this response correlates very nicely to how Trump has been reacting to being told that the wall will not be totally funded by Congress. He got told 
No, because it's too expensive, but we can compromise and give you some. You can take some from treasury and some from, you know, other miscellaneous allocations, but you cannot have the whole thing. And so Trump decided to basically throw that five-year-old temper tantrum and declare the national emergency. Then when Congress told him, no, no, don't do that, he said, ha ha, basically, you can't get me because I have veto power. Now, I know that may be a little bit of a stretch, but I think it correlates nicely to the exaggeration that is happening between Congress and the president right now. You know, Congress is trying to maintain power, whereas some may say that the president is just only trying to sought out getting his plan done, which in some cases can be really nice. You know, that determination is a great quality of a president, but also to what extent is it okay? So now I know that may sound like I'm completely tearing Trump and his plans down, but but I truly am not. I do lean more right in my political views, and some say I have to have to agree with what the president says. But I don't think that just because he's within my party lines means that I can't challenge his ideas, talk thoroughly why we believe something, and construct new arguments against it. I think personally that just makes politics and government stronger, not weaker, like some may say. But I do understand the concerns over the border. People want to feel safe and feeling like the government is taking care of the things that they should be. But when it comes down to it, walls, I feel like, are just a false sense of security, period. Yes, they seem nice and they make people feel like nothing will get in. But let's be real. If someone wants something or something wants to get somewhere, it will find a way. You will get there. A wall will not stop them. They will just become more determined and find more creative ways around that barrier. Which, hmm, doesn't that sound a little familiar? Like the way Trump hit a wall, pun intended, with funding, then found a clever way around it. But the moral of this is that there is no way to stop drug influx. If people want drugs, they will find it. If that demand still exists, then the supply is not just going to mysteriously disappear because of some wall. But off of that soapbox a little bit, I think that we should address the reason that Trump wants this wall, which is drugs. So just in case you weren't sure, since the 70s, we've declared a war on drugs. It was expanded even under, even more under Reagan, which was then things such as Just Say No and the D.A.R.E. program started. Um, this was to encourage kids to not use drugs and to you know, live a drug-free life. Um, but then Clinton decided to continue making our way on drugs even stronger and fiercer. Then at the end, basically said, eh, this really isn't my problem anymore. Someone else can solve it. And so we are still presented with the problems we have today, which are drugs and the influx of drugs in the United States. Um, but although drugs are still a problem, an increasing problem at that, People in the U.S. have been desiring reform for our drug policies. And even with a greater population wanting more science-based drug reform, politicians have not exactly been able to deliver that. And so I think that's something that needs to be taken, in con taken into consideration when looking at what our drug policy should be future, I think ultimately the wall is going to be built. Um, no matter if we want that, if we like that, if we don't like that, whatever it may be. But it's not going to actually accomplish what it's desired to accomplish. We need a full-blown immigration reform. 
that benefits those who are legally trying to obtain citizenship and makes it harder for those who should not be in our country. I feel like that we should have a decent amount of open armness, if you will, to those who are willing to work hard and make America a better place. But America isn't a place to harbor more crime or increase any kind of criminal behavior. To sort of wrap this up here, um, I just want to preface with I'm going to make these podcasts a little bit shorter than normal podcasts because I personally enjoy being able to listen to podcasts when I'm doing my makeup in the morning or doing a quick workout or something like that. And so I want to be able to time these just right for those kind of events. So probably between 15 minutes and 30 minutes will be my average podcast times, um, just so you guys know. But to wrap this all up, I just really think that doing your own research on things like the the war on drugs, what it means um, when Congress doesn't give funding to a president, what a national emergency is, is kind of your best way to actually know what you believe and what you want to see in the future happen. And so don't just take my word on the things that I say, because what I am trying to do here is sort of just present some facts, throw in my opinion a little bit, try to make politics a little bit more interesting and fun for someone who doesn't exactly like it now to learn how to love it as much as I possibly do. So um, I think the moral of the story here is that right now there is a power struggle going on between our Congress and our Um, executive branch, our president, as well as we're sort of losing the true meaning behind why we do certain things in politics, like such as why the war on drugs happened, why we don't let the president have as much power as we want, um, but then also what, what our American people truly want. So I think keeping those things in mind are going to help policymakers in the future, especially when discussing what Americans want. So a lot of people are talking about immigration reform. Well, what does that exactly look like? I think a lot of people just say, oh, immigration reform, and don't exactly know what to say about immigration reform or know how to actually effectively um, reform immigration reform, uh, for lack of a better word. But I think you know, doing that kind of research on your own, but then also, you know, emailing your senators or your representatives in your districts if you do feel strongly about a topic so they know that you feel strongly about that topic. And so I just want to sort of end things here um, with my very first podcast and just say thank you for listening to me. Um, If you do have any suggestions on topics that you want me to cover a little bit more in depth, um, please let me know. Follow me on Instagram at, um, my Instagram is at Miranda Cassidy underscore. So follow me on Instagram. Um, I will keep you guys all updated on what is going to be happening in the future with my podcast, but please stay tuned. My plan right now is to have a podcast come out every Sunday night. So then you guys can start off your mornings, uh, your Monday mornings well off. So um, thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.